0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Fundamentalist's Podcast. I'm Elliot Morgan, and I'm here with Peter Rollins. This is a podcast where we talk about all sorts of fun things that usually involve uh, whoever Hegel is in some way or another. Uh, The last episode we did was on um, knowledge, how uh, you can know things. Uh, and it's a very good one and if you'd like to check that out the video is obviously on this channel youtube.com slash Elliot Morgan or you can find it on Spotify, iTunes and all sorts of other places uh, under the Fundamentalist which maybe you can leave us a review on iTunes if you're so inclined oh yeah, thank you if you do yeah, Yeah, thank you and uh, we we read them and we love them and you make us feel very good if not sometimes very correctly bad like uh, good notes sometimes but anyway, I'm stalling because uh, this is an episode the day after the uh, attempted coup on the capitol building uh from some trump protesters uh turned i guess people are saying you're, we should call them domestic terrorists um and it is i'm reeling i am i am very confused on how to go about this particular subject there's a lot of people talking about things like civil war um all that's fine man i i how are you feeling i mean you are i should spoil something too pete is not from america i'm not from america no you you may not be feeling the emotional uh confusion and weight i think of of this yeah
1: i'm not i'm very interested but i've been very interested in what's going on politically for the last you know six months or more but not as emotionally invested because I'm not from America, but but very, very interested. I've been spending probably,
0: I'd say, five to ten hours a week on these topics, I think. I thought you were going to say five to ten hours a day, and I was like, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like immediately on, uh, on Twitter and everything just trying to like, it gets very addictive. But, uh, yeah, it has been a very confusing 24 hours because um, – and very heartbreaking and very sad. And I, uh, I have an immense amount of, which you probably can't pick up on a lot of anger and frustration with the whole situation because Mm. it's, uh, um, it's so obvious and so predictable and yet, um, yeah, people have died and it's just terrible. It's a horrible thing. Um, and so I think what we're going to try to do on this episode is not have any, particularly hot takes on what is going on currently. Um, you used a term, Pete, called fog of war, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a great term. And I mean, it, it, it it's not a term I've particularly heard very often, but it definitely, I think, describes on first listen pretty much what's going on. It's a little bit of a, I'm dazed. Uh, yeah. I'm upset on behalf of uh, black people in this country, and I'm upset on behalf of people who have been screaming at people to not vote for Uh, this particular type of uh, megalomaniac politician. So I am uh, got all sore and I feel respons- responsible and also partially to blame for, for uh, this whole situation, which is that sort of uh, just emotional weight that's tied to, I think being an American and tied to being. I remember go- traveling to Washington DC with my folks and they I, I remember it being too big metaphorically speaking for me to like wrap my head around what I was seeing and all the monuments I was seeing. but I do remember the one memory that sticks out above all else is first, second, and number two is Abraham Lincoln Monument, which is pretty cool. And then I remember being a kid, this is my biggest memory, and I remember seeing, like, this slab of concrete on the ground that was really well-polished, and I remember this kid being like, that'll be fun to walk on, and I started walking all over, and my dad got me in huge trouble. He was like, how dare you? He didn't say that. He was like, but you never, like, walk on, like, a monument uh, and, and disrespect like the history of this nation. And that stuck with me and it definitely is still in my blood so that when I see things like that and images of um, people waving a dumbass Trump flag while, while uh, walking into a Capitol building and waving a Confederate flag, it does something to me that I shouldn't even, it, it, uh, it's beyond my ability to put into words. I, I get, even now I'm like, I got a little, my blood starts getting thinner. So yeah. Thank you for the gin and tonic. <laughs> That's my whole yeah. take. I'm very upset and I'm very um offended on behalf of a lot of people. But that is uh and also the 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 ridiculous part. You know who had a great tweet? Okay, I got one more thing okay. to say. This okay. is good.
1: This is good because to be honest, I'm getting I, it all out. I want you to get it all out. And I, you know, my perspective, you know, is probably not even that valuable right now. I'm just enjoying listening to this. I think you're you're oh, great. articulating Thanks. good stuff. So you should get it all
0: out. And uh, I like this. That Here we is go. Good, good, uh, good I appreciate the green light. Yeah. Um, just hit the brakes. But uh, Tad DeLay oh, yeah. t- uh, tweeted something that I thought was, it took me a second to understand it, as most things that that uh, you or him could sometimes tweet. We were smart people tweets, but it was something along the lines of the last four years in America have oscillated between like, oh, we could be on the brink of a civil war uh, uh, situation or oh my gosh isn't this all very ridiculous like isn't this all so silly and and so oh, like beyond pale that it's you kind of have to laugh at it to cope with it i err on the side typically of laughing at all of it and being very like whatever and he ends it by saying it's like a schrodinger's box sort of situation where you're um your assessment is constantly upended. No matter what you think, it's constantly upended. So I take the approach often of being like, this is all very ridiculous. Something like this happens and it upends that assessment and makes me go, This is actually pretty disgusting and uh, and gut wrenching. So that's and- a
1: that's a good analogy but that because and Junior's cat, obviously the idea is that your observation changes what's happening and th- that that isn't very important in political thought is the interpret the political interpretations don't just uh, uh, kind of analyze or make clear what's happening; they actually influence they, what's happening. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is a yeah. it's participatory. Yeah, um, and this is you know it's the f around and find out uh, phrase too. It's like okay, this, you know you get this is a result, but um, mm-hmm. the whole um, m- the images disgust me, and the the images that disgusts me the most, but I also find to be like a punch in the stomach is the one of uh, the guy holding a Confederate flag uh, in a building that has never had the Confederate flag waved because they were de- it was defeated and this guy brazenly walks into uh, a what in the mythos of America would be considered I guess like a sacred place a, a hallowed place I would consider it that as an American. And this dude walks in waving it, and you can see translucently through the flag the, a statue of uh, Richard Nixon behind him as he stands in front of this other Civil War uh, character. Um, and it just blew my mind that the, 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 pe- the very people that have um, made a, 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 a whole platform out of being politically incorrect, and honoring monuments went and desecrated uh, the place and did one of the most offensive things I've ever seen in my lifetime. And it's very rare that I get offended. i pre- It's pretty hard to offend me, but there's a little part of me, man. that's just like F these people. Like I, it's terrible. So anyway, we're done. That's, and this has been the fundamentalist <laughs> podcast if you'd like to hear, but yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: No, uh, it's why, yeah, I use the phrase fog of war because it's a military term that, means that situational awareness is compromised during a military operation. So you don't know the strength of your allies, you don't know the strength of your foes, you don't know even the intentions of your adversaries. Basically, it's this experience in which uh, there's profound confusion because you're in the midst of something monumental, in the midst of a battlefield. You're rattled. Yeah, you're rattled. And, you know, so fog of war is a good way to describe a lot of things that have happened in 2020 and 2021 where events are unfolding and situations are changing very dramatically and um in military terms the the only way to minimize the fog of war is through military intelligence which is where you sit and you analyze and you've analyzed previously and you use various ways uh kind of information and theory mm-hmm. to, to understand the situation. So You I, get as
0: much data as you can. You rely yeah. on your yeah. intellectual, your rational.
1: Yes, and it's very difficult, but you can minimize the fog of war. But the thing is, so if I throw out something and see what you think, um, if we take it off what's going on in D.C. for a second, talk about arguments with friends and talk about how repression happens. So repress. There's three. I don't know
0: anything about either of these. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> if you've ever had an argument I've with the ever friend. Yeah, yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's in psych in Lacanian psychoanalysis. There's three mechanisms of um, of dealing with antagonism. he got a list. Uh, yeah, what's
0: well, so, that? He's got a list. He's got a list. He's got a I list. got a list.
1: <laughs> um, these are actually in various forms of psychoanalysis. You find in object relations as well, but and all other forms of psychoanalysis. But Lacan puts it very, very well. There's repression, disavowal, and foreclosure. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And repression is the one I want to talk about, and the other two we can do another time. But repression is where when things are not, able to be expressed things have happened to you that you cannot express that you cannot symbolize you can't integrate into your emotional life they detach and they detach from your consciousness and they reattach with other words and eventually what happens is an individual might explode they might act out and they might say terrible things and they might do terrible things because and this is called the return of the repressed what you've pushed down it's and not talked about. My favorite Star Wars movie. Yes, <laughs> Return of the Repressed. <laughs> so that's that's this explosion that returns, and then people say things that they regret. Uh, they tell you the truth, but um, they you know they say it in a way that is not so good. Um, and I, I think this is repression happens in the social body as well. So th- whatever group it is, whenever something is not. Brought to the light of the symbolic day, brought to language, eventually it explodes in damaging and destructive and bad ways. And the trick is still to ask yourself, what was not able to be expressed, and I—that's the question I always ask with any eruption mm-hmm. of social violence, whatever group that's doing it. Um,
0: what was not able, like what, what led to it or what in the moment when they were freaking out was the thing that they were unable to,
1: or what, what was bubbling. So what has been bubbling, um, yeah. uh, over time? what and even what was the trauma that happened years ago? What, what is it that is not able to be expressed? That is not being able to be brought to the surface because the whole thing is if that, if things, if basically if repression doesn't come up in a healthy way, it explodes in acting out in a violent, aggressive way. And my interest, although I want <clears throat> to, because we're so early in this, I don't want to give theories or give you my thoughts at this point, but my, my question is still... Into this. What's up? We're 45
0: minutes into this. What's no, <laughs> that? We're 45 minutes into this. Mess with your sense of time. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, it's, it's the question of what's going on, in, in the U.S. at the moment over 2020 and into 2021 that is causing, you know, what we've what we've seen and what happened last night and what's no doubt going to happen. And, and the reason why I'm asking that is because I grew up in Northern Ireland and we talked about maybe talking about this, but I grew up in 19... I was born in 1973 and that was just a few years before the war began, the troubles. It began late 60s, early 70s. and uh, So I was born into that conflict and saw it right through to 1998. And firsthand, what I'm seeing reminds me (laughs) of how the troubles began, and it worries me that if we're not able to analyze this well, if things continue to be repressed, if groups continue to be... uh, uh, If certain things aren't heard in certain ways, I, I go like, this is not unlike... What I saw Mm -hmm. and what I grew up in, and uh, that's a little bit worrying.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, There's very few people that are uh, wanting. It seems like to look directly into the eye of the store. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Why (laughs) would you want to? It's not. It's like because I was thinking about it on the way here, and I was like, "This is a." uh, There, it goes back to that thing of oscillating between. My two like perspectives on this, where one is like my more uh, uh, I would say comedic, sarcastic view on things. That is probably not correct a lot of the time, but it is kind of there is an inkling in me that makes that is always going. Well, how crazy can this get? Like, let's see what what happens. Mm -hmm. This is getting nuts. Uh, here we go, like, okay. And it's kind of, it has that levity to it of like, this isn't any big deal. But when I really think about it, and I'm like, okay, what's really going on here? Well, you have this group of people, and you have this group of people, and that group of people hits that group of people, and that group of people hates that group of people. And it's not like it's 30-70. It's like 50-50. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of any situation where there is a lot of um, uh, connection between these two things. So it does seem like... Uh, an unwinnable situation
1: because yes. yeah trying to like even if it's 70 30 or, or even 80 20 there the, one group is not small enough to be defeated here that's in northern ireland this happened with the nationalists and the unionists or uh, the loyalists and the republicans who neither side could be beaten And I'm like, this is, this is not, the more you repress. Hey guys,
0: this isn't going to go good.
1: Yeah, this isn't going to go good. It's (laughs) not, it's
0: not going to go good.
1: And the funny thing is that the British potentially were the ones, right. This is controversial maybe to say, but I think it's accurate, right. The British were probably the first to use identity as a political weapon of manipulation. So with India, right, one of the ways in order to manipulate, control um, a a large continent was through splitting people into various identities, pitting them against each other, which meant that basically India could be run by 50 people from Britain. Right. So the British uh, colonialism Mm. used identity in order to. So that's where identity as a political form of manipulation and control arises um uh it's the, very interesting yeah that the, was
0: a, that was an excellent spark notes version of whatever you're you're yes. saying but it's very interesting It's very interesting and then very
1: relevant very relevant and then lionel shraver uh, the author of um we have to talk about kevin she's american but she lived in belfast for a long time she basically made the argument that in northern ireland was the place where identity was weaponized so we were, I think she makes, she argues that that's where it was invented. But you could say that in Northern Ireland, identity was weaponized yeah. as a propaganda tool in order to divide people and keep us in, in conflict. And I'm, I'm seeing uh, this type of weaponization um, occur, and it always benefits those in power i think i said to you before we started recording like my, my real concern my deepest concern is that we're going to re- we're going to get to a weird capitalistic feudalism in which mm-hmm. big tech is uh mm-hmm. going to have a, a disproportionately massive uh power over the population yeah. we become feudal serfs maybe getting a basic ubi and My main worry is then the ideological high priests are legacy media, entertainment industry, educational establishments, and the zealots are, for ideology, are those who use social media. Anyway, that's my main concern, but... You have a thing on
0: your. What's that? You're you're, sorry. I thought you had a tinfoil hat on your head. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. No, I think uh, you're right. I hate that I think that you're right. I
1: I mean, I was concerned, and it's growing that's still unlikely but
0: i was saying last night to uh my girlfriend i was like how crazy is it Mm. you know and i I was like last night was a a cheesecake factory night and i thought i was like clever for being like this is a stressful situation and i'm very sad about what's going on and this is gut-wrenching uh so i'm going to order a bunch of junk food and and uh, I did, and then I from the I, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I,
1: I've tried that once and liked it, and haven't done it for. Years. Only done it once, and <laughs> all the
0: time I've been in America, I think I want cheesecake. Uh,
1: That's comfort food. Oh, a, you know, two, yeah,
0: two two slices of cheesecake. One of them was a Reese's <laughs> cup. It was insane. Yeah. Um, but I came back in, and I was like, which also that was a joke too, because we were like, how ridiculous. I was like, this is a terrible situation, we're eating like cake, like assholes. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was like, how crazy is it that? Everyone, regardless of your political opinion right now, when this is, is after a day like this, regardless of what side you're on, everyone knows, or everyone knew last night, if they thought about it, that the leader of the free world, more than anything, was pissed off about not being able to access his social media accounts. Yeah. Like Twitter had banned him for 24 hours, Facebook had banned him for 24 hours, and now, I guess, however long as of this recording. And I was like, we all know this dude at this point. He showed his cards like he he's been very honest about who he is since day one, and it's insane that the thing he's most he, there's no way he was concerned about anything else besides maybe the fact they were going forward with the proceedings of like going through with the electoral votes and all that stuff. But then I was like, I got on Twitter uh today and I see. Emily Ratajkowski, you know who that is? I don't think She's so. She's a supermodel. Okay. Um, and s- the superest of all the supermodels. Okay. Wow. Well, She's yeah. in it. She's a, a, a supermodel. I've probably seen full her picture stop. somewhere. I'm guessing. I'm uh, yeah. sure you have. Yeah. Okay. And she was talking about how strange it was, how convenient. All right. She's getting a little conspiracy theorist that all of this happened and it's almost like it's an excuse for big tech to start oh so she's oh
1: wow okay (laughs) so she so we've got the same tinfoil hat on that same tinfoil hat yeah Yeah. now Mm. not that i'm saying that about this but i'm worried about big tech exactly and i think that's the
0: thing where it's like it's close to the mark like there is something i think unconscious maybe in a lot of people that that get sucked into conspiracy theories that are untrue Mm. that there's a kernel in the back of their mind yeah. that's going like mm, like something isn't adding up and i don't think i'm not in any way condoning that as a conspiracy theory i think she's completely wrong and i think of course it was a convenient time to do that because there was stuff going on that of course they should do that and whatever and it's their uh, you know prerogative to do it but it's still i love uh, it.
1: i love that that disclaimer which for me kind of absolutely kind of, she's full didn't, shit I didn't make any told, sense but was a good, very good disclaimer you're totally right, right she's don't totally don't right, right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, seeing that now social media step in and go, you're done. Um, I support it because I'm like, these people, man. Like, I have a Parlor account. Did I tell you that? Parlor? What's Parlor? Here we go, folks. Oh. Welcome to the fun part of this podcast.
1: Oh. Where Elliot
0: explains to people. I Pete always get educated Parler about is. pop
1: culture. Is this pop culture? No,
0: social media. Social media?
1: Parlor? I think, have I heard of Parlor? I don't know
0: what it is, but maybe I've heard the name. Parlor is like the far right. Um, needed their own social media network mm. because they were being so oppressed in all of the other social media networks that they needed somewhere that they could be safe. They needed... It's a safe oh. space for Republicans. Okay. Um, I didn't know about this. is interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I took a photo of myself wearing a camo hat and, like, a red plaid shirt and, like, made myself a handle on it. And I'll post things about just being sad
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and how I hope... Uh, but then it, it is a dark joke because I, I got on parlor the other day and I saw someone literally... like. It's fascinating, dude. Like, you, you, you should get on there because the, it's also fun. You can see elected officials, what they post on Parler versus what they post on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's so a is treasure trove. Is it, is,
1: it, is it a big? It's, it's oh, blown yeah. it's up getting, a little bit, okay. yeah.
0: Um, and there's trolls like me on there, but there's also people that are, like, the vast majority are um, – a, there's a lot of QAnon. A lot. I mean, it's like a. It's a. Is
1: it advertised as just a as a free speech place, or is it advertised as a conservative place, or how's it? How does it self identify? I think free speech. Okay, I
0: just guessed that. Just. But I mean, that's um, yeah. all. Yeah, it's all coded language. We all know what it means. Um, anyway, I was on Parlor and saw a bunch of stuff, and they they're all ashamed of the people that are like that back down from not standing up against the supposed election fraud and. The numbers are incredible. Like I think it's very tempting for us to think that this is a, a like you were saying. There's the size of the sizes of these respective groups are too big for either one to be defeated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. I lost my point where. I was yeah. going
1: with that. But, yeah. I know, but we're talking parlour in relation to what was it? I don't know. But this is all yeah. fascinating. I mean, I, I, find whole worlds I like, and I, I. Oh. In the, oh, yeah, you yeah, start. Go, go ahead. Nope, I forget. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I don't fit neatly anywhere. Because, well, I stopped listening to n- news except in order to hear what different positions people are taking about six months ago. And so I find myself in very weird places that don't fit neatly anywhere. Same. Um, yeah. yeah, so. Um,
0: but, boy, certain events, boy, really make it pretty clear. <laughs> when I start getting real, when I get real uh angry and I and I here's where I go okay here's my my overarching opinion on this Uh, now that your gin and tonic is is kicking in kicking in here we go Uh, I do feel like uh, I do love people and I have not seen people thrive under a certain political figure even if they do support him Like, I have not seen an improvement in, I haven't seen people get happier while supporting uh, someone. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you want to talk politics and you want to talk about what, where, like, what leads people to support certain things, that's all great. But at the end of the day, uh, I think the dude, I think Trump came in and and, and stole a lot of uh, goodness from people that could have still had that goodness, which is a spiritual accusation more than a political one. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let us pray. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. What do I think about?
0: And what can you say? Cause you have, I mean the also too, like it's gotta be fascinating for you to see from an outsider's perspective from Northern Ireland, instead of being in the trenches. But like for you, is it, is it, do you feel like you see the pieces moving, but you're not libidinally tied to it?
1: Yeah, that's partly it. That is definitely partly it. Like, so I had an example recently, a few months ago, I I was chatting with someone who was having a delusional uh, episode, right? having a psychotic break. And they were uh, very angry about a number of things that were going on in their life. And it was obvious that that what they were angry about was not real, right? It was uh, disconnected from any kind of reality. However, the anger and the frustration was very real. It was just misdirected. The, and and that's what you you do when you're talking to someone who say is having a psychotic break, you go like, oh no, this is true, this is real. This is um, what's really kind of happening is something that hasn't been integrated in kind of uh, symbolized within their, their consciousness is returning in the real in some way. Mm-hmm. And you very gradually are able to work out the genuine legitimate anger or aggression or frustration that's there. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm always trying to do is what, whatever's going on, there's something real, there's something true. That's what you start with is you go like there's something real and let's imagine we don't know what it is let's be a detective let's be columbo and let's try to work out what what's going on yeah. and so, like with what's been going on with trump and then clinton and biden i mean i've been fascinated by going what's happening in america that these various politicians have been brought forward um and uh, you know the politician that i like is always sidelined. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so what, what, what's, what's going on in the... Um... Well, he
0: just hasn't gotten enough legislation through.
1: No. Uh, Sorry, right? I, I. To be honest, I went off him in 2016 anyway. <laughs> no. but No, in 2020, but in 2016, I was very supportive. Um, but, yeah, uh, so all of that to say, when you look at something like the phenomenon of, of MAGA, if you look at MAGA, you look at the Proud Boys, or you look at Antifa, or you look at BLM, or you look at all of these okay. are phenomenal. No false movements, equivalents. I which, would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not in the That's just going like these are movements of explosions. Right, I saved you there. Um, all of them is your.
0: What's that? <laughs> I saved you there. Is
1: that right? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Because yeah. there's lots of differences. Very, very good. But, but all of them, it's, it's an interesting thing of asking, you saying like this is an explosion of something that is true. But that yes. doesn't mean you're justifying anything. Like, doesn't mind you're, mean you're justifying the destruction of monuments or the destruction of buildings or or destruction of property. Or maybe you may, if it's the yeah. right cause, you might think that that's justifiable. That, but still, the question is always, there's something real going on. If it's only one or two people, you can say, well, maybe not. But if it's literally tens of thousands or millions of people, it's like, Something true is happening Hey, we
0: got a problem. Houston, we have a legitimate problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if
1: you don't listen, the people you don't listen to, that will become more irrational and more explosive.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. There's so many directions we can go here because it is a really big conversation. Yeah. But the first thing that I was thinking about was we live in a culture currently where it's almost assumed that it's it's like a badge of honor to be able to like emotionally disinvest from things and have that sort of stoic um like like uh oh that's just this do you not think but is. that
1: that's more under threat no because i kind of like more and more often i thought if you don't pick a side you're complicit
0: I thought that was, but anyway, you can pick a side. I think that's part of it. Exactly. I do think you, you have to pick a side, but there is this, it seems to me like there is like a, a meta narrative of like, it's really cool to not to, to have a take, to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. You have to have a side. Okay. The moment you get into like legit anger and like legit, uh, whether it's righteous anger or misunderstanding or whatever. The moment you get into your anger enact like enacting you and becoming part of your actions, people are like, "Oh, that's how dare you! Like, how dare you destroy right? property? How dare you do protests? How dare you do all?" And I'm See, like, "See, I
1: believe you on this, but I thought it was the opposite. I thought that anger and commitment was actually kind of like the the thing that's that was valued at the moment. But I, I, you know more I know, than I maybe do. Maybe I'm, you
0: know? I'm I might be doing too wide of a swath." Was that is that is that the right word? No, it's good. But, but
1: but then tell me like what are you seeing like in your world, the people you know, social, you know, the, the influencer world.
0: I do. Thank God.
1: <laughs> and what would we do without the influencers? I mean,
0: I don't know. <laughs> we we got to have something to influence people with yeah. pretty soon. I mean, God, they're, they're selling
1: me like, you know, bath soaps and stuff like that, I know, but tease. I need them to
0: sell me political opinions. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you about HelloFresh if you were like, uh, no, I, I, I mean, I mm. think that people are um, scared to emotionally invest in their own opinions. I think that they, they're encouraged to have opinions, they're, yeah, they're but they're out, encouraged please. to keep those opinions just like three feet away from them because the moment those opinions get into them and they start changing their behavior, they start making them draw lines in the sand. We It's like a fake kumbaya type of situation, I think, that we're in.
1: Okay, because I've seen, like in, in my world a little bit, there's a thing, you'll know these things, but I'm new to it but infographics right so on in an infographics being like 10 slides that explain anything i want to know about i will
0: google the subject and add the word infographic yeah infographic
1: yeah so infographics in my world have become a big thing as in i've seen people share them which by the way if anything can be explained in 10 instagram slides you know what's wrong right (laughs) so you know um unless it's for a five-year-old or something. but but infographic and it seems like in my world it's like uh you taking your time to form a complex position seems like that is frowned upon. But that's but your world. Is it the is, opposite.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it absolutely is. Oh no, okay, all right. But where am I? Going? I mean, yeah, it is in the sense because I know what you mean. It, we're talking about I think two different things because okay. there is ah. a pressure immediately to have an opinion and to say yes. something. And then if you take time and you're silent about things. Um, I, I noticed people, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think people were going to my Twitter uh, last night to see what I was saying, because I was seeing activity on like pretty old tweets. Oh, is that right? And yeah. I was like, I think people are wanting to either see what I think about situations, or maybe trying in some way to make sure I'm saying the right thing, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. both can be true, and it can be either or, but... Um, Yeah, so I I think that's part of it. There's a pressure to have an opinion immediately. That's all wrong, obviously. But I also think there is also many people who will hide behind the idea of having the right opinion and waiting for the dust to clear, the fog of war to settle before they speak out. Uh, And I think there is a level of cowardice to that that I think is is a little legitimate. And I'm only saying that subjectively. I experience it where I go, you know, I always go back to that damn black square on Instagram. Oh, uh, that uh, bullshit. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. And I remember Have you being, talked
1: publicly about this before? That's because uh, we've
0: had some interesting conversations about this, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that happening yeah. and I was like the whole, okay, whatever. Uh, the whole movement at that time I was invested in and I was being, I would say, affected by it. It affected very you deep very level. deeply. Very existentially deep kind of actually, yeah. was partly from, Which goes back to yeah. the someone waving a confederate flag in the capitol building. And just and just it, to clarify, it,
1: it affected you in the sense of you wanted to go back into education as I a result did, of this. Yeah, 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 that's, that's yeah. very so, sweet of you to bring yeah. up.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't say that too much but then that like that same time I was like you have to post this black square on Instagram. And I was like, something about this feels vapid and feels like I'm doing it because other people are doing it. And, uh, I regret doing it, but I did do it. And I actually don't regret doing it because I, I, that would be silly. I, I know why I did it. And I knew that I had my opinions on it when I did it, but it was a great example of people doing something because, uh, they're supposed to do it. And I felt I was fully in line with the movement and disagreed with the idea of it, but felt, but through peer pressure and a bunch of other things and fear of uh, the big other of being maligned by a, you know a bunch of people online which has happened before so i was trying to play it as safely as i could N- not saying that was the right move but um, it was kind of like it's kind of like that where it's like you have the pressure to say something and at the same time you want to make sure you're you're getting you're like you have your grounding the whole time so it's it's tough it is a dare I say contradiction yeah
1: and that's what I meant by when I said about the fog of war how you minimize the fog of war is you is in military terms is military intelligence the fog of war of this is is just consistent reflection and reading and all of that and you know you now have gone into kind of the the academic world and you've gone into kind of like bow, 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 you bow. Know. But, yeah <laughs> and you you probably like I probably err more on the side of not speaking quickly um, but then there's sometimes you have to speak and you maybe err air and going like you want to speak but you also know that you need to take time so maybe this is a good example of like we're both like pretty close, but like maybe I err on one side, you er on the other, and the the truth is somewhere in the middle of us both,
0: I think we both er like the truth is probably a little mm. bit over there, but <clears throat> but I'm probably not closer to it in the sense that I'm m- more correct than you uh-huh. are, I don't think it's a Oh yeah, no, say, yeah
1: you would say the truth's over there, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, like I think yeah. we're both on the side of uh we're both in difference. but, but I think yeah. you also have the the Right, and the like—you've earned the ability to be like—it's your literally your job. Yeah, it's yeah. your it's your effing. Job. I, I love the fact <laughs>
1: that I I can't believe that I get to be full time just reading yeah. about this. No thing. one can be mad at
0: you for not saying anything because yeah. it's your job to think about stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's um, not my job to think about stuff. Yeah. So it's people are like. Why aren't you saying anything? I'm like, I don't know, man, it's tough. And I'm kind of emotional. I also hesitate to say things when I'm emotional. And so if I'm emotional about well, that, that's probably then-
1: useful. Like, you know, whenever I'm emotional or anyone's emotional, it is probably good to take a deep breath because that's when you can get caught up and someone else can do your thinking for you. I mean, because I, I am more about think how to help people think for themselves than think like me or think like someone else. The funny thing is the, the one, the one predict, prediction I had, I told you about earlier, is that um, I was looking at all of this and going, "Oh shit, I need to invest in Bitcoin because I think that's going to blow up because of everything that's happening." I did that in October with my very meager savings, but I'm very glad I did, and that was a pure prediction on what I've been reading, and going like, ah, "I think there's going to be a um, I
0: know uh, you um- a destabilization." Pete, for all your thinking, you've yeah. been pretty correct about a number of things mm-hmm. in the past year. Just so our listeners and viewers are aware. petes God, you've nailed it, like, a lot. Oh, like, thank you. It's, yeah. uh, whereas I've been crazy wrong. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more right in the but past six right months. Now. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's no, a, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy yeah. era. How, what, what are we at? We're only 37 minutes in, but I'm That's okay good. with this being shorter because well, I I'm feel also, like I'm gonna... I think,
1: I think the reason why you want to end it is because your drink is finished and do, you, will I re pour drinks and we'll continue or do you want to, if you want to
0: do that, we can, but you're going to, it's going to be, do you have more to say? Um, I mean, th- to
1: be honest, this is a massive subject. We, I think we could talk for a long time. That doesn't mean we should do. If
0: you pour some drinks, but I reserve the right to edit anything out of this. Yes. Perfect. Do
1: you want to say anything while I'm doing it? I or?
0: do. Um, Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fundamentalist Podcast. We're taking an intermission currently uh, because otherwise I would have just ended the conversation. However, Pete has decided that he wants to keep talking about this. I'm a little nervous about what's going to go, what's going to happen in the rest of the conversation because personally, I'm still just a little upset about the whole situation. And I don't like not having a nice script in front of me with like my little pithy jokes. And instead, it's just sort of this authentic, raw, vulnerable moment in which Pete, you know, pours more drinks now he assumed that because i wanted to take a break or maybe end the podcast it was solely because my drink was empty and that's not actually true but as he knows i have an overactive bladder and i tend to pee a lot and so i'm going to hold that and a lot of my anxieties or anything i might say that you might disagree with might be coming out of my frustration with the fact that i haven't peed yet and i'm not going to do that because i am really proud of this intermission period that we've had together and also don't forget to subscribe to the fundamentalists on itunes and youtube.com Slash Elliot Morgan. You
1: do pee a lot. You and Jay both. Jay is my other very close friend. Yeah.
0: He, uh, both of you. Is,
1: whereas I think um, my, my bladder, I could win an Olympic sport. Oh, it blows my it was, mind.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine is like... Uh, yeah. I love it. I love my bladder. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it.
1: Well, do you wake up in the middle of the night to pee? That's the
0: question. If it's a fun night... <laughs> It depends on how <laughs> I, 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 pretty regularly I it's would okay, say yeah, 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 yeah. Like pretty regularly yeah. I will wake up in the middle of the night, but it's my favorite. Cause I'm like, I love waking up and being like, Oh, I'm awake. Oh, I get it. I have to pee. And then I go pee and then I get all excited about being able to fall asleep again. Oh, yeah! So you wanted script. this episode yeah. to keep going, so this That's is probably, what you're going to yeah. get. It started out <laughs> so serious, <laughs> uh, and no. it's still very serious. All right, yeah. so what else do you want to talk about with the Civil War?
1: Okay, well, let me return to an earlier point briefly. Okay is that you know that the british used yes identity to control uh through colonialism it was a very good way of having a small number of people in charge of a vast amount of people by splitting people into groups and getting people to see themselves as different and giving some groups usually a, a smaller group um, certain privileges over other groups and this was a a very powerful way to control and so my concern People just always, want their privileges.
0: That's that's a, that is a great move. Yeah. yeah you give the smaller move. groups more privilege, and then they go, well, we're getting what we want. Yeah. And then the larger group is like more of the larger group. Okay. And then, the, but no one's thinking about the people calling the.
1: Yeah, calling the shots. And a lot of these differences were purely arbitrary. What's in psychoanalysis called the imaginary. In other words, how people look. Maybe it's the size of their nose, or the shape of their ears, or the size of their skull. Completely arbitrary stuff. But you can start to create completely arbitrary differences between people. And then you make them something substantive. And this is a way to basically people's, um, alienation, people's experience of oppression then gets focused into that rather than focused on the people who are in control so a small number of people know your enemy yes know your enemy and it's and so it's displacement this is displacement where somebody for example is angry at their boss but it, they'll get fired if they shout at their boss so they take their anger right on their wife or their husband right that's displacement you take your anger that is generated from one place and you put it into somewhere else and you think that you're angry because of that and so One of my concerns is if we don't kind of properly understand and have a proper political understanding of of what's going on, we will attack fellow citizens. We'll attack people that we would otherwise be united with.
0: It's neighbors turning against neighbors.
1: Yeah, which ultimately only benefits uh, those who... Um, can, uh, let's call it woke washing, you know, can do all of the right things, um, and have all of the power. And, uh, yeah, I, so I'm worried that what will happen, this is my, this is one of my predictions that I hope I'm wrong in is that increasingly,
0: yeah, but you love being right. So let's call it. Well, that's a real
1: problem is like, you want to be right, but you do want to be right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, shit.
0: No, I think that's great. I yeah. was um, there's a video that I loved the other. I didn't mean to do. Oh really. no, that's good. <laughs> uh, the uh, I saw a video of this guy, and I I, I he was in Washington D.C. and it's this viral video of of you know it's candid and he doesn't know he's being filmed. He's screaming in Washington D.C. Steps out of his house. And he's like, "Get the guy out of here, you treasonous pieces!" And he's like screaming, and then it like a like an episode of Veep, it like pans over and it's this black woman in her car. and she's like, yeah, she's like, they're coming in here. and she's like, they're destroying our city. And then this guy freaks out and he goes, "If you know what? If this was Black Lives Matter, they would have tanks. Rolling down the Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue, nothing. People are these crackers are storming the Capitol, and mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit. And then the, it pans back over to the black lady in the car. She starts crying, and she's like, "Thank you so much for saying that. That's so incredible." And I was like, "This is a beautiful. I love this video so no, much. I didn't see this? It I was incredible. It. Like, cause I, it's mm-hmm. one of those few videos where I'm like busting out laughing, and then I get all like teary eyed." But I look at the replies, and I see this person who goes, you know what? We should do um, – it was just some innocent person. I don't think they realized what they were saying. But they were like, is there a way – like, maybe we should have badges for wokeness. Like, you should be able to wear badges for how woke you are on your sleeve yeah. so it designates to people around you how woke you are. And I was like, I don't know how to describe – how in it how wrong that is an (laughs) idea but it 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 got under my skin where i was like i love this video and i love what's happening here and yet there's people jumping in going like well maybe we should systematize it and maybe we should wear badges and have like a code (laughs) of honor where it's like you prove that you're some level of woke and uh i don't know that that's necessarily a good move in fact i think it might be horrible yes yeah <laughs> but i can't ex- I, yeah. I can't describe why but it, it i yeah. thought of it after you said what you said yeah no
1: i worry like they used to in philosophy it used to be called a politics of difference and funnily enough richard rorty who's an philo- american philosopher who's very a liberal more than a leftist but kind of leftist liberal philosopher anyway he wrote a very good essay and i'm going to forget what it's called but it's the one where he basically predicts a type of Trump figure, so it became popular recently because he, he defines a type of Trump figure arising. But he argues that the, the politics of the philosophy of difference, um, which is partly what we see with woke stuff. Philosophy of difference? Or yeah, um, the philosophy of difference, the politics of difference either way, but it's where cultural difference and particularity becomes the a kind of kind of comes into leftist thinking it's where kind of uh kind of woke philosophy enters into um a kind of universal leftist philosophy uh is potentially um to the benefit of uh a small minority of the mm-hmm. powerful and that's that's my main worry with it. that's my main worry is that um as people who would be united on similar forms of alienation and difficulties um become increasingly divided and that's yeah. just my, that's just my fear and i think and if that if this is true that and i think what happened last night is devastating for this i think it's just going to increase cultural
0: particularity um then it, and i mean maybe it kind of sh- shouldn't on some degree because i do feel like uh, you know it was have you seen the images contrasting the uh, steps on the Capitol during Black Lives Matter versus the steps on the Capitol during what happened yesterday. No. I mean, it's night and day. Like, it's, it's the uh, the response from law enforcement was, of, of course, so much greater uh, during BLM and all this stuff. And then during this, they, they're, you know, removing the gates. They're letting them in. They're helping them down the steps. All this stuff is like... I'm sure every one of those things has a logistical reason for it happening. But symbolically, people see that and it affects them. And it's very, very terrible. Like, I don't know how people I don't know how, especially if you're black in this country, I don't know how people uh, how they handle it. it, It's a very uh, untenable situation where it's like you spend a year going through these protests and then this kind of bs happens where you're like okay there it is like it's still these people are still uh i think that they're like you're saying wounds that have been i don't know if this is like you're saying but wounds that have not been addressed or healed or acknowledged and faults that have been made that have not been uh, at least attempted to make right are now showing themselves in this almost cartoonish way. Like it's, it is l- easy to fall into that ridiculous viewpoint because it's so laughable. But it's becoming laughable because it's like it's a caricature. Like it's right. so extreme that's like this is what it is. Like it's got to be the, the this dork carrying a Confederate flag and a, 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 a some piece of shit putting his like feet on an elected official's desk and acting like he's a badass it's like there's a funniness to it because it's silly and they're dorks but there's a darkness to it that is like really hard to handle
1: and here's my guess and again i'm saying it's an outsider but my guess is the police a lot of the police and a lot of the military are sympathetic to the maga stuff did you see the selfies Oh, yeah, yeah. But my guess is corporate America is very sympathetic to Antifa and have spent and would put lots of money into the legal uh, defense of Fine. people. And so now... Give uh, them all you, the money. What's that? Give them all Give the them money. money. <laughs> and so there are two different things. So one is police and military are pure force. They're the, they're the kind of the force of the state. Pure kind of force of state. Um, and but then corporate America, which is big tech, Amazon, Jeff Bezos. We're talking Instagram. We're talking Facebook. We're talking Twitter. We're so screwed. Yeah, they uh, on Netflix potentially um, are uh, putting vast amounts of money in a in a way that those people who are MAGA won't get. They're like you know, I I I would like people. Netflix is not going to give money to. The legal costs of kind of what's what's going on. So, all I'm saying, and I'm not saying once, so I'm just kind of going like, what if we, if you want to do an analysis of what's going on, I, I would say the military and the police are seventy percent towards kind of what you see with the Pride Boys and what you see with yeah, MAGA. A hundred percent. They don't
0: care. They're yeah. they're unabashedly yeah. pro.
1: But then my interest is going like, but then where is big tech? What is their uh, emphasis? And then who's stronger? And that's a funny thing because you kind of go the military and big tech. You kind of go the military must be stronger. That's like really hard to tell. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but
0: they're stronger because they take our money. Yeah. So like big Mm. tech doesn't really take as much money from us as as the military. I mean, it's $2 billion a day that we spend on a defense budget. A day. Yeah, where that's a lot of money to spend in a day and they couldn't come up with enough police to be around the capitol uh, building
1: well that's, that's where I think I, I do think military and police are probably much more uh, sympathetic to MAGA but what yes. I'm interested in is especially with COVID and with us all being more isolated and more on, on our computers Vulnerable. Uh, my question and it's only a question kind of a question with a concern: is that w- does big tech have even more power, uh, or will have in the next three to five years more power than government? I think, I think, I all, oh, I kind of think that big tech already potentially has more power than the government, and that's why I think our government uh, leaders are so shit, is because the talent always goes where the money and the power is. Oh, people.
0: Okay, a couple points. Okay. One, I think it's. An- oligarchy and people like Zuckerberg who will make a big deal out of banning Donald Trump uh, for the remainder of his presidency on Facebook also know that a new, uh, there's a changing of the guards happening. And so well, they, which he, they were part he, of like you a know? good little boy, he's going to make sure he's like, yeah, I even good think he was, he was, part of it. I mean, I think they're the ideologues. Yeah, yeah, so. They should I'm all, they so. should all walk into the ocean. <laughs> but, uh, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Social media, all that. Oh, yeah. People will uh, go after, uh, let's say, Republican senators who are Trump. They've they've hitched their wagon to the Trump train. And people are like, these guys are spineless. These guys are like the most... Despicable, like look at them. They just like they're little puppy dogs, they're sycophants, they follow along with Trump anything he does, they have no backbone. And I agree with most of that, except for the fact that when you think about it, these people throwing at this out there, these Republican senators who who rally behind Trump at all costs, they're human beings with families and children, and they are aware that if that dude, Trump, lights them on fire on Twitter. Their whole career is done. Do you think Trump has any power at this point? Not maybe not currently, but he will after this. I
1: wonder, like, I don't think this is going to happen, but I would put a I would probably bet on it with the right odds. They may legally come
0: after Trump. Trump might end up, but this that's right (laughs) now. For the past four years, (laughs) it's been Trump has had the power to use social media and has done it. To, I used to have a boss like this who would use his social media presence to uh, attack other people. He has since gotten That's better funny. about I, it and I doesn't think, do it anymore. I think the
1: last four years has been a battle between big tech
0: and, no. and Trump. I think big which, tech is being used by a guy who is not afraid to light people on fire and if you look at a Republican senator from Nevada, and you go, "Oh my God, how dare they? They la- they la- hitch their wagon to this person." And then you think about the fact that if they don't hitch their wagon to this person, that person will tweet about them, and then a bunch of dumbasses on Parlor and QAnon will come after them and think and come after their children and give them death threats. It's not worth it for them.
1: But people will come after. Like here's the thing: I think today people will come after you for any number. Of, so on Twitter, you'll oh, come out. Can't wait so,
0: for whatever. Yeah. This
1: podcast. <laughs> One of the things I love about this I love podcast, you. I'm so sorry. and I love the fact that we're such close friends, and we, you know, this is maybe a good example of, of so my coming from Work d-
0: together. This is the other reason why friends shouldn't work together. Is that right?
1: Is it what that no, we're too honest? We're too that honest. Was. But the great thing is, we also have a slight difference, and we're showing that we can talk about it. This is great yes. because, you know, yeah, my concern has been the kind of that that big tech of being slowly. Garnering more and more power, and actually, I don't think that I don't think the Trump ha- well. You're saying you're agreeing with me that Trump now has no power. If anything, he might be fucked. I mean, my I, I don't think they'll legally go. out. I think it'd be a bad idea if they do. See if they start doing like truth and reconciliation with Republicans. We I I would think that we're going to enter civil war. I think it'll do some symbolic they need to. Yet. They need to. But and I, I wonder if they're going to do it. However, you know
0: that. I mean, I hope they do. Do you, you do? See, that's the part of me. I go back and <laughs> forth where I'm like, light it on fire. Light him on. Make him hurt is what we i We
1: will go. burn. America will burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll exactly. Burn. But they'll never,
0: it'll never get that far because of the reason I'm saying, which is if Republicans stand up to him, he'll light them on fire on Twitter when he's let go, when he's released from his prison. Well, my worry is that like a lot of Republicans,
1: like my real concern is right For me, this was all screwed from 2016, right? So I have to go back. It's almost like pacifist. Whenever you talk to a Quaker about the Second World War, right? We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. But it's always different because you go like, well, how can you be a pacifist when you have Hitler? And a Quaker will always say, well, yeah, but you have to go further back than Hitler. If we had done X, Y, and Z, we wouldn't have had Hitler, right? And I feel like the Quaker pacifist with this stuff is like, in 2016, I saw the shit hit the fan before just previous and um uh so now we're just we're in a lot of trouble and what am i saying okay but oh, the, my concern so now is is that there is no there is no political answer to this corporate big corp uh, i'm not as i'm not as concerned about big pharma but so i'll leave them out. but big tech uh, amazon some people consider that big tech they have free reign as far as i can see i'm like it's done it's done.
0: I, uh, and I all you know. have to do is ask yourself, what would cause you the biggest inconvenience in your life? A lot of people would be for Trump. I think taking away his Twitter and his Facebook, one of the biggest inconveniences he could go through. If he had access to those things but was literally sent to prison for three months for Damn. whatever he did, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal if he could still tweet. You know, but you know what
1: I would do? Honestly, I genuinely, if I was in the, like, so I'm saying this from the left, you know, I'm a Marxist, right? But I'm a Hegelian. I'm a Hegelian Marxist. Sure. But I'm saying, like, I can't support the Democrats. But if literally some Democrats, D- Democratic uh, people in the Democratic Party, if Biden literally try to shed light, to try to listen to, to try to understand where this explosion of MAGA came from. That is the only way out. Look,
0: it's I the mean, only way out. If you want to talk about what's gonna happen four years after Biden, um uh, I mean, yeah, look, if you want me to be honest with you, uh we messed up. We had a good dude we could have elected. Like yeah. we had a good dude we could have nominated. Um he, he probably would have lost like Bernie probably would have lost, which I yeah, wouldn't have said yeah. in 2016. I wouldn't have
1: said to him. I said that that's where I feel uh, like
0: the Quaker pacifist. I'm like, when I go back to 2016, we messed I up. We had our this, shot. We yeah, had yeah, our yeah, shot yeah. and you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And, um, we had a good man with good policies who was likable enough that could have made it happen. But, um, he did his own stuff that probably messed himself up especially in Florida. And he, uh, that Bernie, the, the, didn't.
1: De- the Democratic Party did not want Sanders. And the Democratic Party ever, didn't want him. Yeah, ever. And,
0: and the Democratic Party eats itself, and they're terrible. So it's a lose lose situation. And yeah, probably what will happen is we will, uh, after Trump goes away, someone will learn how to do Trumpism better than Trump has done. And they will probably arise in the next four years and we will end up in this situation again. Like this is, we're not solving anything right now. I think we're trying to just stave off a civil war. I think that's it. And I think the way you do that is with you play the centrist game and you go, Hey, absolutely. We just needed Biden. We need someone who can be a, a, a grandpa in office and make us all bored again and make us all unaware of what's going on. And, let us live our lives for a second and then in 4 years when all the the dorks come back with their little pl- their anti pc bullshit then we can have enough energy to be like no we're going to elect someone better but this time
1: everything is there, sort of like there's n- nothing that's not real like I, I think we talked about this in another podcast about did we talk about beyond and this idea of alpha beta sizing? the beta and I know the yeah alpha. i remember yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah so so for for beyond there's beyond uh, beyond yeah wilfred beyond very oh, interesting okay. figure yeah person yeah so beyond about... alpha and
0: beta beyond i was like <laughs> yeah, that a letter <laughs> yeah
1: whatever yeah but you know for beyond there's this what's called beta elements and beta elements are like for an infant something happens that you can't express it's something an event happens and it it's experience and, and it's too much it's just too much and your parent, if you have a good parent, your good parent does what's called an, provides, I think it's called an alpha element. What they do is they listen to your outburst, your tears and your anger and you punch things and then they put words to it and then they feed it back. And you turn the beta element, which is your unsymbolized experience, into an alpha element. And so it's your you alpha-beta which means you turn into language this trauma that is too real too much and my whole thing is that if politically there is not a way to alphabeticize the uh this explosion of rage you're exactly right in four years time there will be a kind of worse Trump
0: figure, um, and this this yeah. explodes into a whole other. Because I agree with everything you're saying, and I don't see a way that the good thing can happen <laughs> with the with the trajectory that we're on with social media. Yeah. The, I I actually think there's a lot of um, power behind memes, and the amount of memes yeah. that that kind of delegitimize the uh, like trauma that the past year has caused i think will result in all, like a postmodern sort of numbness that is uh that allows us to not feel and therefore not act and therefore not make changes yeah. and then we will become victims of not changing and then we will go through the cycle again okay. so we're in a bad situation I see.
1: here you know here's here's one thing that i thought should have happened here's a concrete example right
0: i love concrete, concrete example, example
1: concrete example Right. So we all know, we all saw the videos uh, from Georgia that uh, looked like that the moderators were sent home. And then after the Democratic and Republican moderators were sent home, uh, the counters of the votes restarted. You know this video? What do you know? So there was a video that came out where it showed that um, in Fulton, Georgia, uh moderators the 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 overseers what do you call them is it moderators the the democratic and republican observers observers sorry observers were sent home at 10 30 and then once they were sent home the counters came back they took out these boxes and started counting again without moderating have you seen this video you have seen it all right okay so anyway so this video came out and it's very you know anybody who watches it would go this is this is not good right However, what's being said is that in context it's fine. In context, these we can see that that uh, the votes were put in these boxes, put under the tables. There was just a mistake. They came out and they're recounted. So that's the answer. However, I searched the internet for the video, and they, it's not there. I'm going. To, I don't. I do believe it. I believe there is context to this video.
0: Wait, wait, Just wait, show wait, it. Wait, you, show the what context.
1: Are talk, what are you talking about right now? Are you talking about voter fraud? V- the Voter fraud, right. Now, I'm saying that I, th- I, be- I think that the video in context will yeah. show that there's not a problem. But when you don't show the video, it fuels people who are concerned. So that this is a concrete example of where I go. Right. Show the video to dispel... A little bit of the
0: why play the game though,
1: because then you get what you're having. Because now.
0: Those people wouldn't be concerned about that shit had they not been told. No, but some people would. That's the thing is like, like genuinely, I that's don't know, man. that
1: is symbolizing for you know, me. That's an example of symbolizing we're getting the into a cosmological <laughs> conversation
0: here. This yeah. is a, about reality bending to our perspectives, yeah. and it's like if you don't like you, it's not. If you have a job to do to count a bunch of votes, it's your, it's all, it's your only job. Mm-hmm. You got to count a bunch of votes. Mm-hmm. You also have to take, take into account that you can't overwork people. And that if you do overwork people, it will allow other people to go. Those people have been overworked. You can't judge their ability to count votes. Yeah. So you cut it off and you do whatever. I don't know. I, no, yeah. no it, I, it's I, I'm not very.
1: But I'm surprised you didn't see this video. I thought everybody's seen this video. You never saw this video. What video have I? The video I'm talking about?
0: No, I don't know the video. Oh, wow.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> so, the video I'll show you. But the point is, I do, I, I've got no reason to doubt that in context, it's totally fine. You
0: have no reason to
1: doubt. However, what I. What about st-
0: all the other people that were injected with a reason to doubt that, that then will take it as a cross to bear?
1: No, but that's my point. My point is. I genuinely yeah, I want them it. to show the video I do, and even if like lots of people don't I'm just gonna like show the video but if they don't have the video no they do have the video the video exists right. I actually I watched er- I watched the whole thing that we have so I'm a little I'm a little bit confused but I I do believe that there is additional context but I want to see it and I, I I'm gonna like this is my issue of just kind of like symbolize show sh- don't disparage certain views, engage with them, show why they're wrong. I think that's the only way to avoid it. but like
0: innocent until proven guilty. Like if you're, if I say you robbed the Bank of America down the street and, and I'm like, well, Pete isn't showing me a video.
1: No, but if you showed me a video where I robbed, right? Here's the thing, if you showed me, if I showed you a video or you showed me a video where I robbed the bank, then you go, well, actually, Funnily enough, if I show you the twenty minutes before, it actually gives the context. That's different. That's what this is. It's like there's a video that looks just just looks wrong, right? It just looks a little bit wrong. All all you want to do is show people the rest of the video. Pete, I'm worried you've been googling too many things. Yeah. But I do, I've been, I've been spending, I say five to 10 hours a week. Pete, you doing know, this stuff.
0: you know, you're not going to get some core truth answer. Like, you yeah. know, that at the, at the end yes. of the day, will be a level of contradiction that you cannot succumb to. Why yes. are you going down a rabbit hole that you know, doesn't have a bottom?
1: Because so my, my conviction or my position is in therapy, you basically allow people to keep symbolizing, to keep putting into language their frustrations, to to kind of like there's a rock of the real and you keep putting language to it, right? In the same way, whenever whenever people have a genuine trauma, right, they can't express and then it comes out in either a Jewish conspiracy or a QAnon conspiracy or this conspiracy, that conspiracy. What you do is you keep kind of like, You keep letting them, you keep listening to them speak. You keep shedding light. You keep kind of like moving with it until you crack it. Yeah. And I'm like, but if you just ignore it and repress it, it will return in violent ways. Right. And so my only concern is take seriously whenever a large population of people react in violent ways. Realise that there's something beneath that. It might be that they're underemployed. It might be there's a lack of social mobility. It might be that they're alienated from their work. It might be oh, it, who knows? There's there's my, some reason. My
0: answer to to what you're saying, and yeah. this and we'll we'll get this back on course a little bit because we're going yeah. off on some some rails here. But <laughs> I would say my humble opinion is that uh, in this truly, I would say is a humble opinion. I'm not trying to be whatever. I think that we are in a situation in America where particularly men feel a fundamental, spiritual, unidentifiably powerful lack of purpose, lack of direction, lack of place in the world, and that this is causing a lot of shit to go down. This is causing a lot of people to go, it, it allows a lot of, men who have worked their asses off their entire life uh, to be confronted with a barrage now through social media of all these others, these, all these other people and they don't know how to deal with it for good reason because they've been busy providing lives for people. And that's all very fair. But like, I think that what's happening is, is the people that are doing these things that are storming the Capitol and that are like we all want to make into these big other enemies i think they're like lost boys like i think that they're is it
1: mostly i don't i haven't looked at is it mostly men who are doing it i'm from guessing from what it. i saw
0: except for some hilarious photos of women but i think it extends to women as well i'm not i think women also have 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 bought into this mythology of being like we are we are, are the counterparts to our males, and that is all we are. And I think that's a very sad kind of like way to live your life. And I think it—they're all the same. Like I think it's—it's it's all a lack of purpose and a lack of being. Um, See, yeah, some having like, firm grounding in yeah. your life.
1: So, like I've heard people like, and I think there's something interesting as like they've said like the the. The success, obviously Jordan Peterson had his like, health issues and, and went off the rails, but, but the, the success of Jordan Peterson was a type of crisis of uh, the, the figure of the male in contemporary yeah. society. So you're thinking, yeah, there's, yeah that's an interesting that
0: Jordan Peterson uh, is a tragic situation because of his, his health, but I think he's very needed. Uh, not to say he's Right. Oh yeah, no, I'm not a big like Peterson in any, fan, also, yeah. any situation. <laughs> yeah. But there's a difference between being like right and also being needed. Like your services can be needed at times, and I think he uh, he he provided a need for a lot of. Uh, yeah.
1: But then men. it seems like to me, right? Yeah, there's a crisis maybe in masculinity, and you'd have someone like jordan peterson and femininity because you have like obviously uh, the women's march which was absolutely massive so it almost feels like there's a crisis in terms of what f- femininity and masculinity we have in, no in values we ways. have no values yeah.
0: no one has any values yeah. you have to pick a group and you have to be like that's my values okay <laughs> so you pick another group and be like that's my values and i'm like well i don't know man i like people and i hope everybody's like feels welcome in this country, and then I see a a Confederate flag being waved in the Capitol building, and I'm like, "Mm -mm, nah, send that guy to prison for the rest of his life, even though I know he's just a hurting little boy who didn't know what to do with his life. Yeah. And I'm still okay with him going to prison for the yeah. rest of his life.
1: I mean, he, he probably will go to prison for I 10 hope he years, does, I guess, and right? I hope
0: he, he hates it. Because I hope he goes to prison and knows on some level that the guy he did it for is going to be golfing and will never know his name.
1: I know, but my worry is, man, like I, I, I'm going to say, like that is the beginning of Civil War. Whenever you can't or don't want to understand
0: I know it's tragic the,
1: the kind of and I'm saying it not even not moral it's not a moral position it's just it's a it's a political position is also moral
0: well I don't think it
1: is like is it like you can think someone's completely wrong but in Northern Ireland the conflict only came to an end in nineteen ninety eight on Good Friday whenever every side in both sides said we we will destroy each other. We have to listen we have to understand, and we have to try to come to uh, a way forward. And so, I I actually do think he will go to prison. I think a lot of those people will go to prison for a I, short I, time. Yeah.
0: No. No. I think. I think potentially for ten years. I don't, I don't years, need to. Be, I don't need to know yeah. that some. Well, no. I'm that not I saying ne- what you're saying.
1: No. I'm saying what I think's gonna happen. As I think a lot of these people are going to are going to prison for a long time. I think Trump. They, I don't think they will, but there's a small chance. I'd say a ten percent chance they might legally go after him. And I'm going like, if that happens, um
0: then I I would think that Look, civil war is, is We've all seen the mob movies, right? Yeah. Where like the innocent like runner gets uh caught up in the mob boss's world and then like ends up being sentenced to whatever and you're like he didn't even stand a chance he never stood a chance he got sucked up into it yeah yeah so it's
1: like i hope they're all mind you it's nothing to do with that individual i don't know who it is but it's more to do with if if we don't try to understand
0: what's going on that's what my problem is i think if you take a, you know what i backed it up if Mm. you take if you start waving a confederate flag in the capitol building nah. I'm okay. I don't give a shit about that person. You know know what? I'm not that good of a person. In fact, I hope that person ends up in prison for the rest of their lives. I don't give a shit.
1: And I agree. It's not about the individual. Like when, if an individual, for example, causes any violence, like if an individual burns a house or whatever, but it's more, it's more whether politically one allows the alienation and the repression of a group to express basically if it isn't expressed in a healthy way it will be expressed in an unhealthy way and everything i saw last night was the most unhealthy violent and atrocious explosion of of the return of the repressed Yeah, full but, display yeah.
0: on full display
1: but the the issue is is it possible and i i sadly don't No, it's not possible. It's not possible. But is it it possible for our political institutions to listen to the various alienations and antagonisms that are going on within America? Otherwise, I'm worried in a return to feudalism. And then I will take to the streets or move back to Ireland.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, man, you're concerned about feudalism, which is a word most people who will be sucked into feudalism don't understand because yeah. i also don't understand every time you say feudalism oh, yeah. i'm like shit I, did, I still don't remember what that word means uh but it means a caste system, it a caste means system a, you're you're relegated Whatever, you, man, with, with no social mobility with an ideological class that it was coming that, to this yeah. the moment the internet was created it was all coming to this yeah and it's, it, very it's very 20 years after the internet up. this is all right on time yeah
1: Whew, well, we went very political. Do you think you know, do you Do think we're going to survive this?
0: Do you know people we'll will survive like this well, or not? We will survive it, and that's the problem. I think uh, yeah. if you guys would like to see more of The Fundamentalists, I don't know why. This is yeah. actually... I'm very proud oh. of this episode. Uh, Wait, uh, by and, the
1: way, which is the thing we say usually when no, don't we like don't
0: put them out. No. There's a few episodes we've no, gone, no. we really like this, and then we never put it out. Well, this how about going, this, Pete? Yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah, I say... We post this tomorrow. Right. But. But. Under certain circumstances. Okay. All right? And people will know if they hear this. uh Uh-huh. Whether you agreed to this or not. Okay. We post it tomorrow. Don't really listen to it.
1: What's that? Don't listen to it? Oh, just literally just put it up. Yeah.
0: Check the audio. I will upload the video. I'm not going to listen to it. But I would say. Okay. I would add to this at the end. Please know I have had some alcohol, and I haven't drank for quite a bit, and uh, I love Pete very much. We are best friends. Yes, best friends. And please also know, I am on the verge of tears multiple times throughout this podcast. I'm very hurt (gasps) by what's happened, and no, what, what?
1: Oh, no, by hurt.
0: You're just excited about me being sad? Oh, no, I was was worried that
1: I'd hurt you. No, no, of course uh, not, no,
0: no. Uh, I I know know. you're
1: hurt by what's going on in your country I'm very
0: pained by it and I'm so sorry if I've said anything I'm working it out myself I hope you understand that Um, and it's a very difficult time for for people who are just like come on you know there's a whole group of people who are like come on and uh, I'm in that group but also a little worried and a little disappointed and angry so uh, but I, I don't I don't always show that and I can be a little bit of an asshole with the things that I say and I apologize if I've offended you or said anything inappropriate or not given credence to things. And uh, yeah, man, we're in a tough situation. Can I do uh, a disclaimer after you as well? Absolutely. And also, um, Trump was a mistake. Uh, That was a bad move. Uh, We could have done better. And that's the end of my statement. Okay, yeah.
1: That's good because like definitely Elliot is very concerned and taking this stuff very, very seriously. And we've talked about this. And in fact, the crazy thing is like this, some of the things that have happened in 2020 made you less interested in less in comedy and in all of that, and more interested in trying to understand what was going on in the world and be a force of good. That's absolutely. That's very sweet.
0: Yeah. That sums up my, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, that's a hundred percent. And in terms of me, like, Anything I say is coming from just my experience in Northern Ireland. I do not want to see a conflict that erupts in violence and death and, uh, and anything that I've said is genuinely coming from a desire to see for momentum and to uh, uh, not see us moving back into um, some sort of economic system that is damaging to more people. Uh, my critiques, I mean, I critique a lot of the so-called left, but I'm critiquing that from the position of the left. And uh, yeah, so anyway. I
0: loved—I love, Pete, that you're on the side of being like, hey, please don't hate me, the left. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the side of being like, please don't hate me, the right. <laughs> very yeah, very funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. we love you, and especially if you keep no anyway all right we're done all right bye everybody love you thank you